Welcome to My Stupid Podcast, episode 23. My name is Angelo. And Jeff is chicken water. Oh. (laughs) I I was going to stop. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry, I was like... (laughs) Like, I stopped right as you were still drinking. I was like, oh gosh, I caught it right in the middle of the drink. My name's Angelo. I'm Jeff Whitman, everybody. Hey. That's right. And we are bringing you today a cool episode. Um, We just got done speaking with Kate who is a listener and a John Mayer fan, and um, she uh, gave us a whole rundown of Mayercraft 1. So um, yeah, that'll be coming up here. Very rundown of all the, the schedule and whatnot. Yeah, that'll Let's be coming up here everybody. after we uh, get through some of this housekeeping stuff, the normal intro, and then we'll uh, jump right into that interview. And you want to, you definitely want to hear it because there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, she taped a lot of the shows, uh, a lot of the stuff that happened there and um, gave us some some cool things that I'd never really heard so um, yeah, about Mayorcraft. So anyway, uh, we'll, we'll look forward to that. That's going to be coming up here in a minute. Um, follow us on all the social media platforms as we always ask you to. Thank you for following. We're getting a lot of new followers, a lot of reviews. Um, uh, stuff since the, sp- since, yeah, since the Spotify, <laughs> since the Spotify thing happened, uh, a lot of John Mayer fans are getting we still, recommended still our getting podcast. Yeah, I'm still that. getting that. Cool. Still getting a little bump Love from that. It. So uh, we're getting a lot of follows and stuff like that. So we appreciate you. Um, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and also uh, share all that stuff with your mayor friends. Um, we also ask follow us, subscribe, uh, share, uh, leave us a positive review on Apple podcast. If you can, that helps um, us get discovered. If you're not subscribed to us there, go ahead and hit that subscribe and also follow us on Spotify so that you get notified whenever we put out new episodes. Uh, we would appreciate that. Please. Jeff, is there any, is there any new news? I don't think there's new, there's anything new. I haven't seen, unless you want to talk about his yeah. watch again. I didn't see anything. No, I tried. <laughs> there was watch a second still going. There was a second round yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we're recording on Saturday. So Friday, there was a second round that hit a store in L.A. or something. My wife tried to get get it like right at 9 a.m. is when it was supposed to happen or something. And they were sold out immediately. Like, uh. just, I'm sure all the bots. Because I hate, I go now I go on eBay and I see like 50 listings for the watch. Mm-hmm. You know, for like 150 or 200% of the original cost. And I'm like, oh my God, all these freaking bots and people who bought them up. Um Anyway, but yeah, the watch is still going. So uh, I do want to read a few emails we've gotten. I'm not going to read all of them that we got this week. We're just going to uh, pick out a handful, but I do want to read some. Cool. And uh, if you want to write into the show, we love hearing from you. My stupid podcast show at gmail.com. We do read them all. We try and reply when uh, when we can, and um, mm-hmm. you might get read on the show. So the first one is from Caroline Bourne. She says, what's up, Jeff and Angelo? My name is Caroline. I'm from upstate New York. Just when I thought my love for John couldn't get any deeper, Spotify Wrapped brought me the gift of your podcast. Oh, the the listen, to, listen to what he does here and the way this note follows this phrase discussions with my friends and I could last for hours. One of your listeners wrote in last episode about a studio version of In Your Atmosphere, which is one of my ab- absolute favorites. John at one point teased recording this, but I'm sim- secretly glad that it never came out. I saved a response of his when he when asked if he would ever release a studio version on Instagram, and this is what he said. Seems to me it's built to fail. Ten years of a live version, and you expect me to think people are going to dig the studio version? Nobody ever likes the studio version better. So uh, uh, that was his actual response to that question. So, Jeff, I think you, know, you and I were uh, – guess what? We were right. We were. We always we are. Were, I mean – I mean, know. it's just like, you know – so, but no, it, he, he shares the same sentiment. It's like, 
No, live version, that's going to be the definitive version. Yeah. So she says, um, look forward to hearing everything you guys put out. Keep feeding my addiction. Safe and happy holidays, Caroline. So, uh, yeah, I mean. Thanks, Caroline. I, I think agree 100%, and uh, so does John. Uh, next email from Bailey. Hey, guys, I started listening to the podcast when it was recommended to me on Spotify, like every other person <laughs> that emailed in episode 22. Thank you uh, so much for making it because I can finally geek out while listening to people who love John as much as I do. Apparently, I'm one of the top 1% of John Mayer fans worldwide on Spotify. That's rad. Uh, one of the other guys said they were in the top 0.5%. <laughs> yeah. Who wrote it. That's There's rude. some people that are in like 0.0005 or something like that on Reddit. Do they just, they do they just let it like just And everybody's just play? testing themselves, and I'm like... <laughs> Man, top point zero 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 one or whatever. I mean, that's that means you don't listen to anything else pretty much. I would that's imagine. Right. She said, uh, "I don't know if Bailey's a a girl or a boy." We'll get to that here in just a second, too. Uh, another <laughs> another instance of that. I'm 18 years old. I started listening to John in middle school. Of course, I knew all the big songs like Gravity and Waiting on the World to Change because they were on the radio, but I didn't get around to really listening to him until I was 11 or 12. Born and raised in Paradise Valley Wolves have special places in my heart. Um, I listened to them repeat on the bus ride home. Fortunately, I got to see John live in Charlotte in September 2019. My life goal is to see John as close to the front row as I can get. After listening to your ranking the episodes, I wanted to send you my rankings. Uh, here's here's his list. Or her list. Or well, here's Bailey's list. Mm-hmm. Number eight, Inside Wants Out. Number seven, Room for Squares. Number six, Heavier Things. Number five, Born and Raised. Number four, The Search for Everything. Number three, Continuum. Number two, Paradise Valley. And number one, Battle Studies. That's a bold list. Yep. Um, that's a very it unique seems list. seems almost reverse to mine. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, my not, gosh. That was not. hard. She, he mm-hmm. said it was hard to type out because um, I love all of them. In the light of episode 22, here are my 10 out of 10 songs. So top, you know, the, we'll get a score of 10, 10 out of 10. Edge of Desire. Okay. Vultures. Born and raised, walk grace, waiting on the day, and helpless. Nice. Anyways, thanks for making such an amazing podcast. Much love, Bailey from North Carolina. Uh, I couldn't help but uh, Edge of Desire was in there, and uh, yeah, you're wrong for not going yeah. to that. I'm just going to right. keep throwing That's that That's all right. Slow dancing wasn't on there. That's <laughs> all right. Okay, so um, here is uh, our email from someone who wrote in, Sally, actually pronounced like Sally. Mm-hmm. Uh, we read her email last time or maybe two times before uh we read on the born and raised she says it's me sally thanks for reading my email born and raised i just got a chance to hear it by the way first things first i'm a she i kept oh (laughs) so it's her name spelled s-e-l-i so i pronounced it selly and for some reason i just i went male for i don't know why i just i assumed and i shouldn't have assumed i apologize about that i'm a she guys lol um it makes more sense if I spell my name as Sally, so you won't be confused then. I still rated you five stars, though. <laughs> even, <laughs> even for more or less five minutes, you phrased me as a man. <laughs> I started this weekend listening to the Search for Everything episode, and it always breaks my heart a little bit more every time I deep dive into this album. The thought of Emoji of a Wave blows my mind. I've watched the video where John explained why it's called Emoji of a Wave, and it, was, and it never crossed my mind that the emoji in the text is an actual wave instead of a away from like the um, ocean, right? So you have mm-hmm. two different kinds of emojis that could be a wave. Until I listen to you guys, it makes more sense now. But the idea he turned it into some different meaning of a wave is just wow. That's one thing I love about John. He can put a simple thing into a very deep meaning f- 
it breaks your heart and goes into pieces, yet it always ended with the same message. Everything's going to be okay. Uh, here's my album's rankings. I assume you'll hate me more because I put Heavier Things as number eight. <sighs> heavier Things number eight. That's, that's Not a as tough, much as that's a tough pill to swallow. There. I mean, but yeah, that's... Yeah. Eight, Heavier Things. Seven, Paradise Valley. Six, Battle Studies. Five, Inside Once Out. Four, The Search for Everything. Three, Born and Raised. Two, Continuum. One, Room for Squares is her number one Whoa. album. I, I mean, it's good. So, I mean, that's good. <laughs> I want to explain it, but you won't. You won't agree, though. So let's let's be different, but still send out a big love for our Johnny Boy. Thanks again for making this podcast. It really means a lot. Cheers, Sally or Sally from Indonesia. So very good. Sorry about that, Sally. Sally. I don't know how you pronounce it. I'll call it we'll just call you Sally. But uh, we we apologize. She she mentioned it on our Instagram too. So um, yeah, anyway, I saw you. I, uh, I put, I put a that sorry. Story. Was, yeah, I was like, was... oh gosh, sorry. Next email from Emma Tingling, a friend of the show. She's written in a couple times. Hi, Jeff and Angelo. Hope you're doing well. I've written in the show once before. I'm loving the content as time has passed since my last email. I've been collecting thoughts and wanting to ask or send you stuff. Um, she ta- she asks us, number one, about the second CD on Continuum, if we had talked mm-hmm. about that. I think we mentioned that in our, con- in our Continuum episode, uh, the live CD that came with Continuum. Uh, well, like the special edition, but she asked if we had ever heard of it. I said, yeah, we had, we had, I think we had talked about it at one point, but here's, here's two, uh, the question I wanted to, she asked three questions. I wanted to focus on the second one. She said, I wanted to ask your opinion on the song on the way home from paradise Valley. When John ends the song with, and if you find that your running is done a little bit of heaven, never hurt. No one seemed a bit strange to me, but that line has always stuck out and I've never known what it meant. Uh, do you remember this song, Jeff? Um, I actually had to go look up the lyrics and kind of revisit the song a little bit uh, on the way home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's asking, "What's our opinion on that lyric? If you find it straight, and if you find that your running is done, a little bit of heaven never hurt no one." Mm-hmm. Um, well, he's talking about touring and touring ending, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, so that idea of going to Montana or escaping, uh-huh. whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and that's considered and, heaven is relaxing at home for some yeah, people. Yeah, and yeah that's kind of what I thought, not, too. It's not a bad thing, you know? I mean... Yeah, yeah. You don't always have to be moving. You don't always have to be out mm-hmm. and about. You don't always have to be, you know... It could also be talking about running from commitment, mm-hmm. maybe. Being in, like, a committed, very loving yeah. relationship where it's, yeah. it's mutual and it's not a struggle. And there's nothing wrong with settling down, you know? It's right, right. A little bit of heaven never hurt no one, that yeah. type of sentiment, I guess. Yeah, that's kind of what I thought, too. I responded to her with my thoughts, but I wanted to hear yours as well. It's um, a great, it's a great, I, yeah, I like that song yeah. a whole lot. It's yeah. probably like top four or five of songs of mine of, on that record. Maybe, yeah. maybe even higher than that, because, yeah. yeah, it is yeah, one of my we, favorites when I get well, to it. Well, we need to revisit it next next year. We'll We'll visit paradise valley that'll we'll be finally knock album. out the last studio yeah. album yeah so um she asked a couple other questions but we won't get into those for just for time but uh she says thanks so much continue great work emma tingling but here's something i did also want to she said p.s i love the most recent episode ranking songs out of 10 what would be your five least favorite songs out of all of his i would love to hear your opinions 
um, I told her I had to think about this, and um, and yeah, you know, I was like, you know what, this is a really good question. It is. uh, I mean, do you know me? We that's still fresh in my brain is like giving it like a two or three or something. I just don't like that song. Well, to me, New Deep's Um, down there on the on the how I I wouldn't be the same for me. Yeah, but um, uh, so why don't don't we do that? Wrote it, but the the wildfire interlude with with Frank Ocean. Yeah, I, I feel like Frank Ocean wrote that. Yeah, I don't know, but I it but something belong. like to me something like that and the born and raised the end the the reprise or reprise or whatever whatever yeah. we call it to me I don't count those like I'm like those aren't full songs to me I feel like it's like I would need a I I mean if it's two and a half minutes yeah. it's a full song to me and and born and raised like, reprise is a full song <laughs> yeah so I'm it's very repetitive it. yeah there's a lot I don't of know. lyrical content in born and raised reprise so I'm, ta- so, I'm, so I'm taking what, it as full song what I'm but thinking the, is. I'll probably compile my t- my bottom. Oh, five. who you love? Really who you love is in the bottom for me. It just doesn't age well. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna need. And to... it's repetitive. It's so repetitive. Like such a weird story that they're telling. Like <laughs> and my boy is a terrible boyfriend, and he's like, <laughs> I'm terrible at being a boyfriend. I'm like, that's the song. But you love who you love. There's no, That's there's right. nothing we about like to ride. being struggling. At, yeah, we like to know. ride around on a horse together. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Isn't that the the video? Anyway, well, uh, let's let let's that'll be our homework for next time. We'll put our bottom five songs, and okay. we'll come with those next time, and we'll we'll respond to your email, Emma. So I guess you could say Bodies Wonderland too, just only because of how worn out it is. Yeah, it might be on there. I don't know. I need to go back through and look at all my ratings, really, and let that maybe inform it a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that, and I think it's so, like which songs, kind of like how the other ones are like, which one do you want to listen to right now, or which one yeah. do you want to hear and play live? Yeah. I feel like the ones that you skip most likely are the ones that would be yeah, considered true. in your five true. worst. Is like the ones that come on yeah. and you're like, let's go to the next song, man. I can't do this. I mean, <laughs> God, geez, Louise. That's so rare, though, for me. I'm a yeah. completionist when it comes to albums, but if it, if I had to skip a song, I'm you know, yeah, I've already got at least three in my mind right now. But yeah, that's a, that's an interesting question. Yeah, I thought that was a good question. Well, Trying thank to make you, us Emma. Hate on the man. Yeah, appreciate I know, it. Yeah, um, and thank you everyone who writes in, who continues to write in. We uh, we appreciate it again. My stupid podcast show at gmail.com. We love to, to hear your feedback and read your emails. So uh, that's it for the email section. So we're going to move right into um, the interview with Kate. So uh, stick around. Uh, that's coming right up right now. And um, we do an ending on that. But happy holidays, Merry Christmas, all that good stuff. Uh, enjoy the rest of the year, and we'll see you next time. Well, hello, everyone. This is uh, Angelo and Jeff, and we are here with our friend and fellow listener, Kate Quinn. Uh, Kate was a, um, what would you call it? Uh, a passenger. There we go. That's what you call it. A passenger on the the maiden voyage of the Maircraft Carrier, uh, the first one. <laughs> so uh, there was only two. So I guess, the, you know, the first one was the maiden voyage. But uh, Kate, say, hey, say hello to everyone. Hey, everybody. And um, yeah, we're we're glad to have you, Kate. And uh, we were just kind of wanted to talk through this when Jeff and I were um, thinking about topics. Uh, this was definitely a topic we wanted to hit at some point because neither of us went on the Maricraft carrier. I know, at least for myself, it's a big regret that me and my wife never went. Um, I was trying to remember why we didn't go and I was looking at it and that was, uh, we had just had a baby that year. So our first daughter. So I imagine that's probably why we, we didn't pull the trigger on that. 
Uh, it was 2008. So um, anyway, uh, Kate, before we jump into uh, Maircraft, why don't you tell us a little bit about you, about uh, how you got on, you know, we talk about getting on the Mayer train. Sometimes you get on, you get off for a little bit, you get back on. Tell us how you got into John Mayer, your first experience with John, concerts, you've been to all, you know, highlights, all that kind of good stuff. Why don't you start with that? Sure. Uh, so I guess my mom can take credit for me becoming a Mayer fan because she was the one who purchased the Room for Squares uh, CD for our house at some point. Um, I had been very, very much into the boy band era of music. I will oh, freely same. admit that. I'm, I'll admit it too. I was too. <laughs> hey. uh, awesome. And I was slowly getting off that train with Coldplay and things like that. And so yeah. she had. Wait, hold that. on. Wait a second. We got to mm-hmm. stop right here. Coldplay <laughs> as a boy band. No, that was my departure from. <laughs> oh, boy okay, bands. okay. Sorry, I thought you were like, yeah, man, I was really into. I was really into boy bands like Coldplay. Wait a minute, hold on. I think Radiohead. Uh, yeah, I mean they're all boys. What do you want? <laughs> That's right. They're boys in a band. I don't understand <laughs> true, what the yeah. difference is. All right, go. <laughs> all right, go ahead. Uh, Sorry, Kate. <laughs> so, I mean, my love of music comes from from my mom, and I'm actually a classically trained opera singer. Side note. Oh, um, wow. But they. Uh, she was big into singer-songwriter Joni Mitchell, all that that good stuff. Um, so mm-hmm. she picked up Room for Squares first, and I was kind of like, ma, this is like your music, whatever. And then, being the teenager that I was, I read an article about John Mayer, and we had just recently moved to Connecticut, and it was the first time I'd read about a celebrity from Connecticut. So I was like, okay, I'll give this guy a shot, because like, I have to have something to grasp onto that Connecticut's cool. And it just sort of bloomed <laughs> from there. Um, my first show was at Brandeis University uh, in 2004, which is just wow. outside Boston. Cool. Um, I paid a whopping $10 to get into the show. My, my friend uh, went to school there and I was in school in Boston. Um, and now I think the last show I went to, I think I paid 150 bucks yeah. for one ticket and it was far worse seats um, and in a huge venue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so I, I laugh at, I feel like I've probably bought him at least one Rolex between the 60-ish shows that I've been to at this point. Wow. wow. 60 shows. Yeah. I, you know, I think about the first, actually the first concert, first John Mayer concert I think I went to, I think my friend got me tickets. I don't even think I paid for them because um, it was at our local amphitheater. So he had gone up from theaters to amphitheaters. And it was it was like it was like right when Room for Squares had already come out. So he had been to Houston the year before, but he was playing like in a club, like a like a large club. Now he's at the amphitheater, right? He's blown up a little bit, and that was when I first and uh, the first tickets I got were um, given to me by a friend whose dad worked for Clear Channel, which is now I guess iHeartRadio, right? Like that's that's all yeah the conglomerate or whatever. But uh, he worked for Clear Channel, so he was able to get me four tickets. Uh, me and my friend went and my sister went with us. Um, but I remember like, yeah, like looking at him and it was like, you know, like for good seats, like seats in the amphitheater. Cause there's the lawn and then there's the seats covered, you know, like $55 or something like that is how, what the face value on them was, you know? And I'm like, yeah, I could have paid that. I paid $175 for the last show I went to. And I was on the second tier from the top at the Toyota center. And I, I like, I was like, oh man, I'm gonna instead of paying the 125 for the for the very high, I'll pay 175 for the next one down. And I got there and I was like, this is literally no better than being right up. I mean, I could have saved 50 bucks a, a ticket, a hundred dollars for me and my wife. You know, it's like anyway, um, yeah, 
ten dollars for your first concert. Do you remember what he played there? Oh my gosh, yeah. It was like it, I think it's one of the greatest set lists of like craziness because he played yeah. in your atmosphere. He played yeah. what what at the time was labeled simmering melody medley, which turned into belief. belief. Yeah. Yes. Like all these things that I just sort of took for granted. The banter is hilarious on the tape. That's the other thing. After I went to this show, I was like, this is really fun. Let me go on the internet and find things. And I discovered torrenting at that time. And started- <laughs> totally illegal. Everybody don't issue a warrant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but not, not illegal when it's, it's live allowable taping. Yeah. The artist <laughs> does allow that. Uh, so it's fine. It's fine. Everybody. It's fine. Feds, please yeah. turn off the, yeah. well, no, keep listening feds, but you know, don't report anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that sort of started my journey into uh now i i have a huge huge library of of live tapes uh from over the years that i occasionally check into i love that you still call them tapes kate yeah it's because weird because they're, they're definitely digital i know you probably have them digitally but they're not tapes uh, if you ever listen to the show you know i'm very much into tapes cassettes so um i like that you call them tapes still that's great <laughs> <laughs> They, they they were probably recorded onto tape. Um, very very likely, some of them were. So that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, but simmering metal that would have been cool to hear live, don't you think, Jeff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you were the one who really keyed me into that. I was, I didn't realize that that was. I wasn't that deep into that time. I don't think uh, where I I was like listening to bootlegs and and stuff like that. So um, that's super super cool. Very, very cool. So 60 shows down the road, in the right in the middle of those, Mayorcraft happens. Were you a member of Local 83? I was. That's okay. one of the reasons I got to a lot of shows is because you used yeah. to be able to get amazing Pre-sales, seats yeah. with Local 83. Pre-sales. And cheap, like cheap, like not cheap, but just face value. Like you just pay, yeah. you just get, you would get them before people, uh, you know, being yeah. a part of the fan club. That's why I joined it too. I was a part of it for a little while. Um, so I assume you hear about Mayor Craft through Local 83. That's probably. I think that's, that was yeah. between Local 83 and just the general mailing list that he had at the time. I think mm-hmm. we got blasted emails that way. And my two friends that I ended up going with, um, had been on some other, uh, cruises that the company that put on Mayor Craft, um, had done yeah. so i think they got some extra marketing that way so i was already so, convinced <laughs> so here we go from sixth man sixth man right that's who we yes. put it on here's yep. from their website i'm gonna read it this is the blurb about Mayorcraft. sixth man the leader in the entertainment cruise industry will be presenting the ultimate fan experience when john mayer hosts the Mayorcraft carrier cruise Mayorcraft carrier is set to leave the port of miami on the carnival victory one of the carnival cruise line's luxury ships on february 1st 2008 Sail to Freeport, Bahamas, and return on February 4th, 2008. Mayer will be joined by a group of hand-picked artists, including Dave Barnes, The Bomb Squad, Kobe Calais, Brandy Carlisle, Cooper, Brett Denon, David Ryan Harris, DJ Logic, Martin Sexton, Soul Live, Bob Reynolds, The RM and GW Band, and Teddy Thompson. With sets by Mayer and friends in nightclub-like settings, a beautiful port of call and luxurious amenities, such as a full-service spa, fine dining, a casino, and more, Mayorcraft Carrier will be a dream vacation for any Mayor fan. VH1 will be on board, filming a segment of Best Week Ever. Do you remember Best Week Ever? Oh, yeah. 
filming a segment of Best Week Ever with Sherrod Small, one of today's top stand-up comedians and one of the most popular panelists on the show. Best Week Ever is VH1's ha- weekly half-hour series that provides an opinionated and funny review of the celebrity news and pop culture stories that make the past week the best week ever. Uh, Reverb, the environmental organization that greened, greened Mayor's Continuum Summer Tour, will also be on board uh, to offset the crew's environmental impact <laughs> by providing conservation assistance to the tour team, as well as providing information to fans about local chapters of various eco-organizations. Uh, I think this is whenever he was getting into like the another kind of green stuff, so maybe he was like, oh, we got to... We got to offset our carbon footprint with this cruise or something. Um, so that's that's the blurb from uh, from Six Man. I thought that was interesting. Um, I don't remember the Kate, segment at all. Do you guys remember that? Well, I'm sure it was probably one seg. He was on it a lot. I'm wondering I if him- I, I'm wondering if I went on my way to watch it though. Kind of like I did. I, with everything I did not time. because I didn't remember there being a segment. Um, I remember him being on it. Like, I would watch it, and he would be on it, and I would, like, like, oh, yeah, John Mayer's on it, and it would be funny. But I don't remember if when they – Kate, do you have any, any info on that? So I know there was, like, a, a crew there. Shrad Small actually ended up doing, I think, like, a, a stand-up set as part yeah. of just being on the ship. Yeah, um, yeah. But I feel like they did all this filming. They, ha- they sent one of their, like, annoying hosts who blogged the whole thing, like, mm-hmm. daily – yeah um and then i think it turned into like a two minute segment <laughs> yeah because i mean ever. best week ever was all these short segments of people so i yeah. imagine they shot one of those segments which is sometimes 30 seconds to a minute and a half long yeah. and that's what they said and it may not have even been they might have just still had the the vh1 background you know what i mean like it may not have even been the cruise background um but anyway, yeah. yeah. When I was looking through all yeah. the like yeah. old posts and things, people were like, "That was kind of a yeah. letdown." We were expecting like a thirty-minute episode, and I was like, "I really, I never thought that was going to happen." Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, they literally <laughs> say filming a segment. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So when Which you is, look at that, yeah, no, it's a segment. It's one small piece of the of the. It's whole funny thing. too because John yeah. Mayer has a TV show was on VH1. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he seemed and, to have a good relationship yeah. with them. They yeah. brought him a lot of exposure, not just through the. Silly yeah. fun show, but you know, after that, yeah, before that, yeah, I'm still waiting for uh, part two, season two of uh, John Mayer has a TV show. <laughs> I think people are, are waiting for a lot of part twos of John Mayer's uh, great right. ideas. Yeah, That's search right. for everything. Yeah. yeah, it said part one on the booklet. What's going on? Right. What are we yeah. doing? He's still, he's still well, searching, Jeff. Don't worry. Still That's searching. Right. Oh, he meant it. <laughs> Yeah, he's st- yeah, everything. that's exactly right. Literally it, was, it was literal. It was a literal title. So Kate, walk us through. So you purchased you and your friends, you purchased tickets through local eighty three or whatever. Um how much do you mind me asking how much were tickets? I don't even remember. Probably five hundred bucks or something like that. I was I I think it was like five ninety nine or six ninety nine just to physically get on the boat. Yeah. Um, which it left out of Miami. I lived in Boston at the time. Okay. So, so you, you end up flight. flying down. Yeah. Oh man. But, but you know, I mean, five ninety nine or six ninety nine for a three day cruise. That's that's normal. Like you're just yeah. that's what you seven dollars pay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> well, the so thing that, that's funny is you can get on the same exact route and same length cruise with Carnival for like a hundred and ninety nine bucks or something. It's it's yeah. pretty crazy. Oh, okay. But I okay. I totally understand yeah. all of six man events are are a higher Little, rate because yeah. they basically take all of the other 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 than the open bar, they take all the other monetary things out of the boat that they would normally expect from a, a regular cruise just to fit 
all the yeah. acts in different places. Well, and then they have to pay all the acts. I mean, you know, it's not, you know, the, they're not just yeah. random, pe- random. It's not just a consumer trip, a consumer driven trip. Yeah. Look at that. Like, look at that yeah. lake or whatever. It's whatever. How, I don't know what cruises are <laughs> or what they do on them. <laughs> look, look at, at the that lake. lake. Look at that lake. I love that. I love that, you, that Jeff thinks the think it's just, just going yeah. around a lake. Just, <laughs> this giant cruise ship <laughs> in a small it's like, lake. It's just turning on its axe on the, in the <laughs> middle of the axis because it's so big. Is that a whale? It's, nope, nope, that's trash. That's trash. That's what that is. <laughs> Don't mind so the people out there, yeah, like fishing or swimming or whatever. Um, <laughs> the thing but, that's no. funny, the vibe of these these ships are like so the rock boat is is sort of the the main six man uh, event i would say the one that's been going uh-huh. on the longest and they're they're probably the best at it at this point um one year they had had such poor weather the past few years they they marketed the boat as the boat to nowhere so they had no idea where it was going to end up in a port and everyone was just like cool more time yeah, to because... see when the bar is open it... yeah yeah that's right so... because you know, if you if there's sometimes they wouldn't make the port. Yeah, I remember going on a cruise and um, yeah, they would be like, "Oh, we have to skip this port because of something." It's not guaranteed that you're going to port at a at a certain place. You may end, or you may port somewhere different, right? It's like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna reroute to this place and then we'll so still make it to like, the next go, one." I want to go on this cruise because it's going to port at X Y Z. Yeah, could change even though you well if the weather or. Yeah, or something happens there that just like it's not, you know. Man. Yeah. That sounds like a nightmare. Why do you guys go on cruises? <laughs> well, you got- I, only, I only go on music cruises. Well, here's the thing. Okay, I've only been on one. Fair. I've only been on one. And let me tell you, Jeff, I can't wait to go on another one. Because oh. literally, and I didn't go. I went on one in 2005 when we got married. We went on a cruise for our honeymoon. And it was long. It was 12 days. This is a 12-day cruise. Very long cruise. Over Christmas. And, um, I, 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 I kind of fantasize about being on a cruise now. Now it's, a, it was different back then. I, you could bring like your computer. Wi-Fi was so expensive to buy. Like you had to purchase internet access. So like you would purchase internet access for like a few hours and that's all you could use. So here's what I fantasize about like not being, nobody being able to contact me. My phone being like, I can't, I don't have any signal and I'm not going to get on the Wi-Fi and not having a thing to do. I, I don't have to do anything on this cruise. I could sit in my bunk all day and watch TV if I wanted to. That's why, that's why I people to, drink all the time, I guess. Anytime I want to eat, I can go eat. Anytime. Yeah. There's always food. There's always food. Any kind of food you want at any moment of the day. There's always drinks. There's always ice cream. There's always entertainment happening. Like, it's just yeah. like, to me, I'm like, this is my dream. Like, I, I want to go back. And I haven't, you know, I, we haven't been able to go back. And we want to take the kids at some point um, on a cruise. But that's, to me, that's, the ports are cool. Those are fun to go do excursions and go do whatever, snorkel and blah, blah, blah. You know, go see the sights and stuff. But to me, it's just, you don't have, like, there's no agenda. They... Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, this is for you. This is your time for nothing. Turn off your phone. You are unaccessible. 
to the rest of the world. And uh, just go. Yeah. That part does so, sound like a dream. I'd rather do that in like the woods than on the sea, though. That's and true, I hate though. You places. could do that in the woods. Yeah, <laughs> I hate the woods and the sea. But okay, so so so, Kate, nature, get away from me, please. <laughs> so your stress-free environment, yeah. I mean, your home environment is at is, home. Is home. Exactly like, much. I'm in it. Twenty twenty has been an amazing year for me. <laughs> staying awesome. at home the um, um the aircraft carrier is the exact opposite that you just described angelo because yeah i could see that you're not relaxing i imagine what, going you need... somewhere like coachella yeah that's yeah. not but, yeah that's not well, why you take see, one of see, those yeah. here's the thing i'm a disney nut too okay i've been to disney world many times and disney world Yes, it's a vacation, but it's not. No, we're getting up at six a.m. I've got the whole day planned out. Here's ex- here's our here's our morning itinerary. Here's where we're eating breakfast. Here's where we're eating lunch. Here's where we're doing the afternoon because we're hitting all these rides, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure maximize everything that I don't miss something. That's how I would be on the Maircraft carrier. Yeah, like I, oh, what's next? Oh, we gotta get there. Come on, let's go. Run fast. We gotta get to the next thing. You know, like that. That would be me. So uh, I can understand that that cruise would be different. Yeah, and it's the first Marincraft carrier, they were definitely still working some of the kinks out, I think, mm-hmm. in terms of scheduling, because there, there was not nearly the overlapping of options on yeah. one compared to two. And then having now been on these other rock boats, like nobody knew how good they had it, thinking they weren't missing a show on Marincraft yeah. one. Because um, yeah. that's so you're talking about, okay, I bought my ticket. The next thing you get before you board is the schedule. And you have to look at it and it's almost like your middle school schedule with all the different blocks yeah. and all the, mm-hmm. you know, you've probably seen all the, the festival lineups and you have to sit yeah. there and you have to go. So if I go here, then I can't be here, yeah. but then this one overlaps a little bit, but then on day three, I haven't seen Colby Calais yet. So I guess I'll see her on day three because yeah. I really want to see Martin Sexton on day one and they're not playing, you know, it, so yeah. it was this crazy yeah, yeah. game of, uh, how am I going to plan out my day? Which for me is like a dream because I love planning. Um, yeah. <laughs> sort of like the Disney theme. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And it just made it a whole different experience than sort of like, oh, I'm just going to one show. I'm going to see one person and I know I need to get there outdoors and I'll probably get out by 11. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you get your tickets, book your flight, you fly down there, get your cab or whatever to the boat and you get to the boat walk us through kind of what what's going on like you know you what, what so you get there on friday when when does it leave 8 a.m friday or in the afternoon no. friday yeah sometime in the afternoon i actually okay. because i was coming from the northeast and it was in february i was like i have to fly in the night before i'm not gonna okay. deal with trying to make a boat with snow or whatever mm-hmm. um so i feel like we got up we had breakfast probably like did nothing because the port of Miami where the boat actually leaves from is not all that exciting. Um, So we boarded sometime in in late afternoon and I think the boat probably pushed back around 5 PM. So you do all your check-in, you you go through security, they issue you your little sign and sale card, which is basically your room key and how you charge all your drinks and suddenly have a bill at the end of it. You didn't realize. Um, Right. (laughs) And yeah. they handed out a bunch of sort of cruise branded things specifically for Maricraft. So they've got all kinds of signage instead of the standard carnival, you know, welcome aboard stuff. It's, it's all right. like mayor posing 
in different uh, signs and things, with, like a captain hat on and stuff. Oh man, I imagine he went super dorky it. with it. That I love sounds it. so awesome. Um, and uh, then then you just board and like I guess this happens on normal cruises. You can't go to your room right away because they right. are still flipping it from the previous cruise. The cruise industry mm-hmm. is insane how quickly they uh, yeah. get from end of one to beginning of the next. How quickly you get it's insane and how quickly you get COVID on the. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, aside, go. Keep going. Sorry. <laughs> um, so it's kind of like the first day getting on board is <clears throat> is slightly inconvenient until you can get into your room because you've been separated from your baggage. And so you right. have your sort of worldly belongings you needed with you for the next 12 hours, um, which for me was my massively huge digital camera with lenses a, a laptop, um, an external hard drive, like all the stuff I brought with me because I'm a photographer. My friend was going to be taping the whole boat. So we needed a way to like mm-hmm. offload all of our media. Um, and so you're, you're walking around a cruise ship, like trying to relax and you have this, this, I'm sure not everybody was like this, but uh, I had this huge backpack with me. So we're like, let's just get a beverage yeah. and relax and sort of get the lay of the boat. Um, that no point did I feel like I didn't see John until I think he may have said something at the sail away show, but even that I'm not sure if he did the first time. Uh, aircraft two, he definitely did. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's that video of him in the like the skipper yes. outfit or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> with the really short shorts and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's for part two. We'll talk about that. Yep. So. Um, they definitely, they had to sort of section off part of the boat for artists only, which they do on other ships. It was just a bit larger um, for him and, and all the other artists. Um, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I feel like that was, you have to do that when it's a, a ship that's got a, a, he, a main headliner that you know everybody came on the ship for, uh, to try to give him some privacy and let him have his own vacation. Um, so the first day we were sort of walking around and you could tell there were definitely people who had booked the trip specifically because they thought they were going to like be in line at the buffet with John Mayer. Which... <laughs> the, they're going to be like playing craps in the casino and he's yeah, going to be right like, there next hey. to them. They're like, hey, John Mayer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're here. Right? No. Wow. Um, so there was there was like police tape basically on on one of the, the decks of the boat that he was yeah. allowed to to be in and and for whatever reason some people were were standing around like is he there is he there can you see him trying to yeah um, so none of them that was just sort of a passing where we were like where's our cabin and then we saw this crowd of people so right um yeah i feel like we got settled and then there was a uh they call them sail away shows so as anchor goes up somebody's performing um and trying to get the crowd going I think we all got a shot of tequila. That might have been Mayorcraft too. They blur together sometimes. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm sure they do. I mean, they're like, almost, yeah. And then, then you're in open water. <laughs> the casino opens. Uh, you're allowed down in your room, and now you're off and running with all the different shows that have already been planned. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. That's awesome. So, um, you get, uh, what was the first show that you saw? I think it was Dave Barnes. 
Oh, um, I love Dave Barnes, by the way. I love Dave Barnes. I wish he was more famous for his own goings on. I know he's had some songwriting uh, credits. Yeah, um, yeah, a little, a little song, a little song that probably you know paid for his house or something like that. that yeah, you know, Blake probably. Shelton. You know, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, he had Definitely. been on rock boats before, so I feel like he knew the vibe uh, yeah. of what was going on. It, it, the first day, I think so many people that were on the first boat had never been on a cruise before, had never mm-hmm. been on a music cruise before. So everybody was kind of finding their way. Um, and by the time the ship ended, you had people sitting in with other people, which is kind of the vibe that most uh, six man boats have where you know, you never know who's going to show up at somebody else's show just because they, they, they met in their own buffet line and were like, hey, I love your song. I sit in, you know, yeah, all that play, kind of stuff yeah, happens. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. So night one was a little like, I think everybody was sort of like, oh my gosh, I'm on, I'm on in open water and <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trying to go to concerts and they're like stuffed in corners of this cruise ship. How strange. Um, but night one was uh, John's first main stage performance too. Um, so when you booked your cabin, you were guaranteed to see one main stage performance and he was going to uh, do an, a Lido deck or a pool deck uh, performance right. at some point during the, sh- the ship. So you weren't, he did two total main stage performances and you weren't guaranteed to be able to go to both. Um, so at the time of, of booking your cabin, you had to pick sight unseen to the rest of the schedule what right. night you wanted to see him in his yeah. big show that makes um, sense. they also assigned us seats for that which uh was a new thing for six men as well they i guess anticipated some serious lines and fisticuffs yeah um, so they <laughs> they just nipped it in the bud and said everybody uh you're gonna yeah, be assigned. we'll assign you your seat yeah yeah um so Night one, we split our cabin. We had four people in our cabin um, and we split it so that two of us went night one and two of us went uh, night three, his second performance. Okay. Um, so, so where'd you go? Nice way. You went night one? I went night one. And then uh, later on, I, I ended up getting into night two. Nice, um, nice. Well, he, I, I think I have the set list for night one. Ooh, um, yes. and, is this, uh, uh, this is all f- both sets, full band or... Full band. Uh, The Lido deck performance uh, was an acoustic performance. Oh, Um, so so the main set, like Jeff, you if you you ever go on a cruise, they usually have like a main entertainment every night, some kind of, Mm -hmm. and it's in a big theater that's on the on the cruise ship, and um, they have like drink service where you can get drinks and people are coming and there's tables, and uh, it's kind of like a theater. And sometimes it's like on regular cruises, it's like a magic act or a comedy show or some kind of variety show. I mean, it's, it's all just, it's music, you know, some, it's a band playing greatest hits, you know, a cover band. Uh, so it just depends. Like they have different stuff every night, some, you know, in this, in this main hall, that's where yeah. it is. And they, so that's where it would be. So it'd be like a big stage and, um, you know, kind of like a theater is what it, what it would look like. Is that correct? Is that kind of what it yeah. was like, Kate? Yeah. So um, here's a set list I have. And tell me if this is correct. I think it is. But it's uh, Open With Belief. Is that correct? Yep. Then you have Good Love Is On The Way, which I bet was awesome to hear. Uh, Don't yep. Trust Myself. No Such Thing. Slow Dancing In A Burning Room. Waiting On The World To Change. Bigger Than My Body. Why Georgia. Vultures. Gravity. 
And then Encore, Heart of Life, I'm going to find another you. Cool. Is that uh, correct? So you're missing some stuff. Okay. Yeah. This is. I just found this on setlist.fm. So this. Yeah, that's my that's my resource as well. So I went to my tape. Um, Yes. Yes. Oh yeah. Because I was going to say this is a very safe continuum set centric set list. I mean, huge. There's like seven songs from where the light is type era. What's just to put it in perspective? So this is 2008. So continuum came out. In 06, right? He had been touring continuum. Summer of 06, all the way through, he had just finished Where the Light Is, record, all that craziness in the recording of the DVD, right. uh, the previous December in 07, and now it's February of 08. So he's still like very much in continuum mode, yeah, and he yeah. subsequently went on to tour it for another year before Battle Studies came out. Yeah, um, I know on Mayorcraft might have been the second one. Is that where he was like, I wrote Assassin and whatever, a blade on the boat? Is that the second one that he um, did that? The second one, he played Heartbreak Warfare acoustic. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so okay. This... Assassin, he wrote like a blog post. This is the only thing I remember about Marecraft around that era because I was kind of on the mayor break until Battle Studies came out. Uh, but he wrote a post. was like, here's the chorus from Assassin. I'm going to play it on the boat. He was like declaring it so he could convince himself to actually do it. I don't know if he actually did it, but I he do remember did. hearing audio of the Heartbreak Warfare acoustic. That was really... It's really good, man. Uh, everybody should go check that out yeah. if you haven't heard it yet. Yeah, we'll we'll leave that for Marecraft too. Yeah, because that is too. We don't want so, to. It, it, sound, it sounds like that was yeah. like pre battle yeah. stuff, like right before battle studies or mm-hmm. something. Yeah, he was he was actually recording battle studies because during this night one performance, he actually announced he was like, "Do you guys want to know the name of my new album?" And Ooh, of course, oh everybody gosh. was like, uh, "Yes, Sway no. Lots. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> it's called Battle Studies. So he he actually really? announced the name of the album. Um, and I think wow. this was at the time where he had rented that like LA mansion and yeah. they were yep. totally yep. just like in a house in a bunker making this yep. Yep. The, the next record. Um, so he also played I Don't Need No Doctor. Okay, cool. Um, that was in the main set. And in the encore, he started with Something's Missing into In Your Atmosphere. Oh, then he God, played... Why is that not on here, man? That Same should tuning, be on. I guess so. Yeah, that list FM is not yeah. right all the time. No, it's um, user submitted, so it's kind of yeah. based yeah. on that. And stuff too. like this, this is going to be less probably accurate than like what happened at Verizon yeah. Amphitheater or whatever, you know, Taco Bell Arena. <laughs> um, and he also played a ripping rendition of Wait Till Tomorrow in the encore. Sweet. Um, which... I love his version hey, of that song. Yeah. Um, that was, I think, a deep cut for those of us in the audience who were like, because there were yeah. definitely some people standing around us who were, who were kind of like, like what, what is this? this? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, you're yeah. a noob. Gotcha. You don't have, you didn't try. Yeah. Try. <laughs> um, if you want to talk about getting off the mayor train, one of my regrets in life is that I was literally a mile away from the trio show that was not sold out at the time in Boston when uh, Steven Tyler showed up. And I oh, couldn't get in and my oh, friends no. with me. So I didn't go. That's like my life's oh, regret. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I would have went by myself now. Back then, it's like, yeah. oh, I can't go by myself. But yeah. I was like, no, I would yeah. rather go by myself now because then I can just do whatever I want. Yeah. <laughs> I have to worry yeah, about it. Because it was at the Avalon in Boston. It was probably like 20 bucks to get in. It's just, I, I yeah. yeah, that was a cheap tour. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. It's like a ballroom wow. tour, basically. Yeah. 
Well, that's um, cool. So, so highlights of the set list for you then. I assume you know that something's missing. LA yeah, that was cool to hear. Was, was that like a medley blend where it's like half of one song, half the other? Or something yeah, like yeah. Which we'll get into some shenanigans uh, in the second uh, oh, set okay. list with, with medley blends. I'm pro shenanigans. shenanigans. Yeah. I am definitely pro um, shenanigans. <laughs> I I will wholeheartedly admit slow dancing is like if if I could hear that for the rest of my life in concert, I I would die happy. Yeah. Um, so that Me one too. I think was a. That's a lot of people's favorite songs, and I, I worry for the couple that plays it as their first wedding dance. <laughs> I thought about that, yeah. I, I hope like, nobody mm, does that. It's, it's beautiful, yeah. guys, but if you listen to the lyrics, it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think we know yeah. where this relationship's going. I think I like it because, so I mentioned I'm a singer, and I hate that I can't sing along with John Mayer yeah. because he's in like the exact wrong register for me yeah but slow yeah. dancing if i take it up just an octave normally you can sing i it. can hit it and it's That's great awesome i'd like to hear an opera rendition of uh slow dancing <laughs> in the burning room that one's operatic, operatic. <laughs> just translate it to another language or something make it interesting i guess yeah, yeah sing it in italian <laughs> and uh in an operatic voice and we'll spaghettios or whatever no. <laughs> spaghettios not even spaghetti you went spaghettios it's italian <laughs> not real italian food no oh my gosh I it's like an it. american american version of italian chef food. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny i actually know some Ita- i took a little bit of italian oh I, was self- I was teaching myself and i just totally forgot all the words yeah so yeah. I, that was the first one that came to my mind was yeah. Alfredo sauce. All right. Uh, so, um, okay. Like so these shows were great because he had been touring these, the continuum sets so much that yeah. they were no longer just like, here's what my album sounds like guys with like a teeny bit more solo thrown yeah. in. He just went like nuts. There's, there's right. like a vultures version where he's, scatting at one point with david ryan harris and like going into a kanye song like he's he definitely oh, hit his stride differently cool. uh when he got this far into touring that album. well and so, also right like Mayorcraft isn't it, it there's going to be more diehards in the Mayorcraft than there are at the regular show right so yeah at a regular show you there are certain you can't you have to realize that this is some people's first show a lot of people's first show probably so you got to you got to kind of play it safe on a lot of these big, bigger shows. I mean, you can't, you know, for us, we're like, why didn't you play sucker? You know? And it's like, he's not going to play sucker. Like, <laughs> why don't you just, play the song and play beers? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you play, you know, and, and, you know, for us, we understand we've seen them dozens of times, but for half the people in this place, this is their first show and this mm-hmm. might be their only show. So he's going to play gravity and he's going to play slow dancing and, you know, he's going to play um, at least many, many hits, um, you know, because you have to understand that. And we have to understand that there's other people there that, you know, but at the mayor craft, okay, a little bit looser. So much yeah, he, he can be a little bit looser because he's, uh, you know, there's more diehards here. Like these are probably people who've seen him multiple times and we'll continue to see him. So, yeah, that's awesome. I think it was, I think it was the second vote that he made a comment at the beginning of one of his main stage shows, like, what is this Japan? Aren't you guys excited to be here? Which if you don't know, Japanese audiences are very, very straight laced and mm-hmm. proper and will, will uh, clap they, and things. They applaud and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like two or three songs in the set, he goes, I just figured this out guys. 
every person that's in this audience wants to be here. Yeah. And he's like, this is so cool because you guys are quiet because like you're into the music. That's you're right. Not, yeah. like, There's not the guy the who's already Becky, drunk. I love your backpack. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like the cam with his girlfriend who's already drunk, like before the show has even started. <laughs> Yeah. And will not remember the concert at all because you're like, dude, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I do think that's why he ended up doing a second yeah. one because he realized, yeah. like, this yeah. is a great way to have that's an awesome. audience with people who really, because you're not just going to hop yeah. on, go to a $1,200 uh, concert with him. You know, that's not something yeah. that casual fans yeah, can yeah. do. So. So, so you get through this first night. It's amazing. You're just like, oh, this is great. Um, then uh, do you go back to your room and, and hit the sack? Is, or do you go to the bar, casino? What, what? It depends on, on the kind of person you are. Uh, yeah. So a lot of people stay up super late. Uh, there's yeah. typically music on these going in some form until at least two in the morning, maybe. So his yeah. sets, his, his main stage shows didn't start until... I think 10 o'clock at night. Oh my gosh, that's late. 10.30. Oh my gosh, that is super late. Because yeah. the, the cruise that I went on, they had two shows every night. One like at 7.30 and one like at 9.30. Yeah. And we were always at the 7.30 because I'm like, I, I need to, I want to do other things after this. Yeah. But <laughs> um, if I go to the 9.30, yeah. then it's like 10.30. Jeez yeah, Louise. So so he's like, not done till after midnight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you get out and you're like, well, I'm slightly deaf yeah. um, from the noise. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess I should get like some kind of cocktail just to wind down. Cause you know, you leave a show right. and you're like, that was amazing. And yeah. you need yeah. to wind down somehow. And yeah. I feel like we were probably early to bed folks mm-hmm. just cause I'm an old lady at heart. I'm sure lots of people stayed up a lot later. Um, and then you get up in the morning and you, you do it all over again. Yeah. So, okay. So then you go maybe grab, grab a cocktail, wind down a little bit, go to bed. Uh, you're up the next morning. Uh, are you an early, an early person? So you're getting, yeah. okay. So you get up early, uh, you go probably go eat breakfast or something like that. And then the day begins. Walk us through day two. So what's funny is day two is like a total black hole for me. And not because I had had too much to drink the night before. Yeah. I, I, he didn't do any shows on day two. Right. Um, so it was just sort of basic cruising type stuff. Oh, and I okay. think that's, I think we ended up in the Bahamas at that point. Okay. Um, so you get off the ship um, and in a very uh, secure customs manner, you show them your, your sign and sale card mm-hmm. and your passport and they let you in the country. It's strange. Um it is very strange, actually. <laughs> I, I remember that. And um, yeah, I remember going on a cruise and uh, I don't even think it, it's just weird. Yeah. You don't have to like you. There's special rules. There's there's a, you know, you're, there's special rules that you don't have to follow. There's rules you don't have to follow if you're going on into another country from a cruise ship because like you're technically still on the cruise ship. Yeah. So you don't really ever get into this country. I. And I always thought about it. I was like, what if somebody just decided to stay? But they yeah, check. I, like, they make sure that everybody's back on. Like, they have, you know, but it's. Yeah. <laughs> what if yeah. I went to Cancun and I was like, I'm just going to stay here. And there's yeah. no record of me being here. Right. It's like, it's not like I checked yep. in through customs and through their, you know, and the flu or anything. Anyway, that's just bizarre. But. <laughs> uh, so I, we were just sort of wandering around the Bahamas. I, I think. So there was no shows on Saturday at all. 
Uh, I think once we, because we probably left at five or six at night, uh, it uh-huh. would have been the supporting act. So, oh, okay. um, like, and I, I get it. He doesn't want to do yeah. three straight days of oh, shows. Yeah. Like, right. Um, so David Ryan Harris had a great set on board, which was incredibly um, packed. I think people were expecting him to show up, but he did not yeah. sit in on, on uh, his set, which I was kind of surprised by, but for all I know, uh, oh, well, while we were off wandering through the Bahamas was when he took his tour around the cruise ship with the infamous green bikini pictures. Oh, I don't know yes. if you've seen those. <laughs> yeah. So that was, yeah, I, I was going to, so I have a few notes and that was one of my notes <laughs> is uh highlight was uh, the Borat, the Borat bathing suit. Um which we really all didn't yeah. know have i guess he like took a stroll around because every cruise ship for reasons unknown has like a, a running track all the way around it for people yep. who apparently need to run on vacation okay and, and yeah um, it's like around the pool <laughs> like it's like and there's people and there's like people sunbathing. People? sunbathing there's people sunbathing while you're running yep. like and it's it's open water with like waves and who knows what like one cruise i did a yoga class and i thought i was gonna throw up because it was like <laughs> Now get into downward dog, but yeah. don't fall over. Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, you're, so that's... all of this happened. I don't think he got off in the Bahamas. I mean, it, it's of all the ports I've been to, it was sort of the most lackluster. Um, we basically just got off, like went over to the market and I was like, please put rum and something else in a coconut with a straw. And that's, that's all I need. Um, yeah. So, and then, then we got back on the boat. Um, Martin Sexton had some really great sets um it, for people who don't know him he's an amazing vocalist um mm-hmm. and guitarist um did you see any um brandy carlisle or uh, brandy carlisle Ka- was uh, someone i had loved but never seen live and seeing yeah. her live on this show on this boat was like my wow. gateway into then seeing her more live um yeah she's super awesome she's a great yeah. artist her, her album uh, well was it like a last year or the year before that? Man, amazing, uh, utterly amazing. Everybody needs to go listen to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a pretty light night, I'd say. Um, James Smith, who's a uh, comedian um, from Australia, I think he was on Flight of the Concords at one point. Okay. Uh, had that, a comedy set that night too. So definitely like a very chill chill day which now that i look back at the itinerary i'm like so i really didn't have like a four-day cruise with john mayer mm-hmm. i had like a two and a half day cruise with john mayer mm-hmm. um, yeah. just because how the schedule works out yeah so a lot of so there was no shows or anything like that like typically during the daytime like that all that stuff was reserved for the evenings when you're at sea there are shows during the daytime but if but when you're the at port now yeah docked yeah uh, okay. Then they're assuming people get off. Um, yeah. And, but that's like the day the spa usually books up. If people aren't getting off the boat, they'll they'll go do that. So yeah, the the February second, I don't really remember much, but now I'm realizing why I don't because yeah, yeah, wasn't yeah, much yeah, it wasn't, a, wasn't <laughs> a lot going on. You got off, you got on, hung out a little bit, probably yeah. drank, probably ate, probably just sat around, which ran, is you know, which track. is great. Yeah, ran, yeah, did did a, did a few laps. Uh, and not not in the pool, but you know, on the track. <laughs> yeah. uh, so then um, that evening, you said you saw. Um, who did you did Did you see anybody that evening? You I said? feel like I said David Ryan Harris for sure. Okay. 
and I think Martin Sexton. Okay. Okay. Very, very cool. And then probably that comedy set. I'm, I'm looking yeah. at my notes going, when did I see all this stuff? <laughs> is is right, this yeah. the one that, that Colby Calais is supporting on too? Yes. 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 Oh, okay. So that's um, my other note and we'll, we'll get to that here in a second. Well, I don't know when it, when it happens, but um, at some point John Mayer sits in with Kobe Calais, right? So that's the next night. Okay. So the next day, um, let's walk us through the next day then. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah. So you, um, you wake up, you have breakfast, music, yeah. um, and crazy activities start. So they, they also do things like um, there were probably meet and greets with uh, some of the other artists, not John. Um, yeah. There was, uh, you could do like wine tasting with a couple of the artists. Um, they tried to, you know, fill in. Oh, and, and every night there was a theme um, okay. where you could choose to, to dress up. So there was like an 80s prom night theme one night. People had these crazy, like huge shoulder pads and uh, all sorts of ridiculous uh, <laughs> outfits and things. Um, yeah. But uh, then, uh, so on the third, uh, there's all kinds of different sets going on with some of the, the support artists, but then uh-huh. there is a Local 83 Q&A. Yes. So if you had booked Ooh. through Local 83, you got a special ticket yes. um, nice. to get in to this hour-long chat. And John That's... basically sat there and took questions and answered them. And they weren't How just many like, people? what's your favorite color? How many people um, were in there? Oh, I bet they weren't say? because it was a fan club, you know? They were there for one reason. So it was in the, the main stage um, like the wow. main theater. venue. So a lot. And, <laughs> but I don't think it was like tons and tons of people. There were definitely people up in the second because it was a, a double. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. But I probably a couple hundred. Okay. That's not bad. Cool. Um, Probably what he expected, I would imagine, from a fan club. Yeah, I mean, you figure there's probably 2,700 people on the ship total. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, of those, how many booked through Local Lady Three? Ten percent. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. about right. Yeah, that's probably about right. Um. So I just re-listened to this Q and A tape yesterday. I love that. Is it online, or do you do you just have it? Um. It was not like widely released. Um, the, my, my friend that I, I traveled with is a woman named Debbie, who's known in the taper community because she would go to like every show and tape. Um, so in the spirit of keeping it a little closer knit, she didn't post it, post it. But if anybody asked, she would have given it to her. Oh, uh, well, I want it. So you need to send it to, to, to me for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, we definitely, I, I mean, I want to listen to it. I don't know if you yeah. do, Jeff. Send it to, send oh, it yeah. to our email. I love Sorry, listening listeners. to his interviews, yeah. Sorry, yeah, listeners. You're going to have to scour one. the internet for it, but we're going <laughs> to... I want to hear it. Um, this was a cool one because uh, it was fan-asked questions. I feel like he had a little bit more invested into it than your standard, like, let me get on CBS's like morning show and yak for right. minutes about right. whatever. Yeah. Um, so one of the questions that stuck out uh, what song do you want to be remembered for uh, when you die? Your body, of his own catalog. Uh, and he said, <laughs> "Heart of Life." Oh wow, awesome. that was that was dear to him at that point. That's awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. I'm sure his answer would change if you asked him yeah. today, but yeah, at yeah. the time, he'd probably say in the blood now or something like that. Something 
because I remember right before Search for Everything came out, he was like, oh, In the Blood's the most personal song I've ever written. And I remember Heart of Life being that for him on Continuum, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's always that, right? Like, it's always like, oh, this is my best album I've ever written. The the most recent one. Yeah, (laughs) of course. uh, Yeah, it's never like, ah, you know, this is, uh, this album's just okay. I really didn't try that hard. And uh, a lot of the songs... A lot of the really songs are not, I think, yeah, I think not very like person, not very personal. It's not very mature. Um, you know, <laughs> no, it's like <laughs> every album is that for every artist. So I get it, but that is a cool song. That's a, that's a great choice. He didn't say gravity, you know, um, I didn't pick a single that made me happy. Yeah. He said that you could flip the song on its side. It was so universal because people read it as a sad song people read it as a happy song yes he felt like it was such a i forget what how he exactly described it he was like this is kind of like i don't know that i'll ever get any better at writing a song than this which obviously he's since written other stuff but um he also talked a little bit about trying to record battle studies Mm -hmm. and how up until that point when he had recorded an album he wasn't the super famous celebrity john mayer so he could kind of write anonymously and nobody would really think too much into it. Um, and now he's writing something where to his own, you know, detriment of his yes. personal life, all of these songs now can't just be about some generic yeah. person or a generic experience. They have to be read into that. They're about. Um, oh the, yeah. Certain, yeah. This song was written about or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> So he was struggling with writing it because he felt like he was trying to stay true to himself. But in the back of his mind, he had these like creepy demons of all the, the paparazzi fodder going on in his yeah. head. So it was a, a, an interesting uh, take on that. Um, and then he, somebody asked, when are we going to get the DVD? Because at that point, nobody knew when, where the light was coming out. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, he said... It was one of the most taxing experiences of his life, doing three sound checks, doing three uh, changes oh, in the man. green room. Um, yeah. And he basically just told Chad, his, his engineer and uh, producing buddy, like, just, just edit it, make it sound good. I never want to hear it because he didn't want to nitpick how the evening went, which mm-hmm. I found very interesting. Oh. Wow. Huh. I wonder if he's watched it. I, yeah, yeah I, now I wonder. It has me wondering as well if he even what his process was with any given Thursday. If it was just up to the studio because it was so close to him being a new act that he just had not the studio. I'm sorry, I'm thinking movie terms. The label. <laughs> if yeah. they, he just hired somebody to to do that for him, and when it came to where the light is, he was at a point in his career where he could do that himself. You know. Well, in the commentary of any given Thursday, well, obviously he rewatched it, right? He did the audio commentary. Of course, of course. But yeah, yeah. but he, I think he does talk a lot about like, oh, they were telling me where to be and what to do, and yeah, you know, there was a lot of other direction. Super early him. in his career, like yeah, um, maybe your body's really wondering was yeah. just getting spins on the yeah. radio like at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. So that's it had cool. Been a totally different process for him where the light is, and I I could totally see him nitpicking the heck out of a three set act where it's him and all three sets. Yeah. yeah. That's that sounds super stressful. Oh my gosh! I don't know if you oh, can yeah. hear the thunder. It's it's raining and thunderstorming and whatnot. Oh, weird! Right I wonder now, if so it'll come our way that. eventually. I guess I don't know. Um, so, any other highlights from the Q and A? Uh, no, it was a lot of. Yeah. Somebody asked um, 
there was a uh, guy from the UK who asked like, what's going on, man? Why aren't you more famous here? And he very honestly answered like, I'm just not like Europe, the European market is not what it is in America. And I don't know that I'll ever get more famous than that. I try, but you know, it's uh, so weird. Is, that, is that, that is such a weird thing because there are artists that are huge over there that are not huge here too. And that are American bands that are huge in the UK, but not huge here. It's so weird. Like it's, it's just, you know, different people and different cultures. And that's interesting. Yeah. I know so, someone in the UK who's always like, why isn't John coming here? I'm not in the, you know, the very super populated areas, yada, yada. And yeah. I mean, I think, I don't think the, the market, I mean, it's like, yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah. sorry, business tour, sense. It, sometimes the, it doesn't make yeah. business sense to, to go over there. It costs exactly. So, um, well, okay. So local 83 Q and a pretty cool thing to go to. Yeah. Um, yeah. that sounds like the meal then, ticket, honestly, like I would get a ticket yeah. for that, you know? Yeah. I would love that. Uh, okay. So then, then what happens? Uh, so at that point, we're probably getting a little lunch um, yes. and then running over to the Lido deck, uh, which it was at three o'clock, his, his acoustic Lido deck performance. Mm-hmm. So my initial reaction to this performance when we got there, uh, first of all, people had been sitting out since about six in the morning in Ooh. lounge chairs by the stage to make like sure that they spot. were there um, because it was open to the entire cruise ship at that point the other ones it's about half and half split Mm -hmm. um on the main stage shows so everybody was like super excited to be there and i had a a feeling as the first notes of the uh, first song hit like is the back half of the boat gonna sink because we're all over here (laughs) because there were so many people in the crowd at that point that i was like how is this is like an engineering feat that this many humans And you know, nobody else is on the other side of the boat. So, um, so that it was bright, sunny day. It was like shoulder to shoulder. Um, what was cool about that boat, the Lido deck had several little decks. It kind of made almost like a stadium, uh, seating deck. So there were several views from different balconies. And then there was a, um, uh, like a sort of like a pit, like a GA show right in front of the, the stage that, uh, he ended up performing on. Um, so the set list, this is when the yes. shenanigans begin. So uh, he's had probably a busy day at this point between doing the, the Q and a, um, and running around. I also have a feeling he may have had a few adult beverages before he got on stage, <laughs> yes, just based yes. on, on the Good. shenanigans that happened. Um, so we did believe this is all acoustic. Okay. Um, and it's him, David Ryan Harris and Robbie, um, Macintosh. Macintosh. So belief, no such thing, Mm -hmm. slow dancing, good love. And then he announces, I need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) And he just goes, I got to go pee. So David's going to play a tune for you. And he just like runs off stage. And David Ryan Harris is like, all right. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So David plays something. David played Pretty Girl, um, and then in the middle of it, John runs back on stage, and they uh, ended up going into uh, Alicia Keys' No One at one point, and sort of Great going song. back and forth on wow. each other, turned into this like, crazy, crazy duet. Yeah. Um, so then, in the true spirit of camaraderie, he excuses David to 
use the facilities. Yes. <laughs> um, Robbie McIntosh is sitting there just like, what, who am I right now? like, I'm now? an older guy and I'm holding it. Come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is happening right now? I understand I get to play with John Mayer, but seriously. <laughs> uh, so... Then he jumps into what I've deemed the uh, stump me section of the, the set list. Because he's like, oh, hey, yeah. what song should I play? He does this on occasion. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Yeah. Oh, yes. I would love um, this. I would stump the crap out of him. Oh, dude. me too, man. Play same uh, time last year. <laughs> so I think on one of your previous episodes, you're talking about um, how Bruce Springsteen just like knows his catalog back and oh, forward. Yeah. 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 And yeah. Has yeah. like, right. Yeah, he just not, plays. Not, he just goes out there and plays. Like he's like, so "Oh, we're gonna play this song." Yeah, like ridiculous. That is not the case with John Clayton Mayer. No, nope, that is not. <laughs> um, I, I, I. That's not the case with probably ninety-five percent of artists. Yeah. yeah. Um, but very, very, very uh, not the case. Um, so <laughs> the first song in the in the medley of Stump Me was "Sucker." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Um, which he remembered most of the words to. Oh, fun. Not not necessarily the courts. Um, oh, that that is a, that's <laughs> his around. own his own yeah. curse. His own downfall yeah. is writing. That's right. Complex chord uh, changes. That's yeah. his own fault. Love soon. Yes. Cool. Which I know he used to play more often, but you know, more than I guess. Sucker, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Man on the side. He better have remembered that freaking song. I'll tell you what. He didn't. Oh my gosh. Know. You know what it is. No. So. You get to a point in your musicianship where you can like cover your own butt when you're mm-hmm. yeah, not really sure what's course. going on, yeah, right? Yeah, so yeah. like he either knew the chords and forgot the words or forgot the words and, uh, or uh, knew the words and forgot the chords. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then he, he could have just played an E. He could have just played an E the whole time. Like he didn't have yeah. to play his weird E stuff. He could just played an E. But yeah. no. Anyway, all right. <laughs> uh, then, so the whole time he'd like play a snippet and he's like, all right, how about another song? So someone else yeah. will scream something else. Um, yeah, yeah. Somebody says, only hearts. Who plays that? Butchers it. Oh, uh, and gosh, then finally. That's, that hurts plays, me right there. I, I know. It I love that song. <laughs> Good. Next song. Yeah, next song. <laughs> sorry. You don't remember that I'm crappy so, uh, song. Keep going. I don't, I don't think it's crappy. I don't think it's crappy. Dude, we're, we're, we're joking around. We, get, we understand. <laughs> Mr. We understand Mr. You Mr. Mayor, please, please come okay. out. Okay. All right. <laughs> so this is the thing that gets me the most. So I believe this is the first time this song was ever played live. Oh. Say. Interesting. Um, which had not come out that long ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he could not play it. <laughs> I think he forgot all the chords to it. And it, it was like, I, I yeah. don't know how to describe it. I was like, how did you forget this one? I can understand the like super deep cuts or the stuff that never actually got recorded. But you probably but, like, wrote yeah. this in the last couple years, right? Like, yeah. For, he was commissioned to write it for a movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Maybe that's why. Maybe he just wrote it and then he was like, I'm done. Like, I mean, yeah, yeah. If, I were, if I were a paid songwriter that did that for a living and they were like, do this for a movie, I would do it for the movie and yeah. then that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. But like, then he won yeah, a Grammy yeah. for it and I, maybe he started including it in his sets later i don't know interesting he definitely it 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 eventually got in there um yeah but i i was looking back at my tape collection and i can't find an earlier date on any tapes that doesn't mean it didn't happen but right um what i recall is this was probably the first time 
based on the message board reactions yeah. that I dug up. They're like, he played today, what? And I was like, don't get excited. It wasn't yeah. good. It wasn't good. <laughs> that, is, that song is his old, probably one of his only four chord songs because it's a straight pop song, yeah. crowd pleasing, like yeah. meant for a movie to tug at the heartstrings. It's four chords and he couldn't get, well, he probably didn't get the words, right? I would imagine. Yeah. Because the words I, are very, you can kind of interchange them sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So then, then everybody's back on stage and, and feeling great. Um, oh. And they finished out with Gravity and Bigger Than My Body. But that All one right. was like, what is going on? <laughs> Bigger Than My Body would be cool acoustic. I like that acoustic. I've heard it a couple times. Yeah. Like just For a me do different... it, I hope. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I posted a video of me doing it. That's yeah. right. Yeah. On, uh, well, I was 17 years old when I did that, though. Many so that's the, the, the deck performance. So yes. then everybody breaks from that. Scatters. Um, any more? Any more uh, shows that night? Oh yeah. So that was that was in the middle of the afternoon. So then right. additional shows uh, went on throughout the day, including Colby Calais' last set, which yes. is where he sat in on a song called "Battle," um, yeah. hmm. which is a good tune. If you he sat in to study it, it, to study the battle. Yeah. Um, it was like yeah. light bulb. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> So did you see this performance or were you not there? We did. Yes. Okay. Nice. And nice. It was, she's, if people haven't listened to her much, I don't know. She ended up touring with him a bunch. Um, uh, she's very sort of ethereal sounding and it's like a great, she was in the, the nightclub uh, venue where it's, yeah. it's dark and, you know, comfy couches and stuff. So it was super laid back. Um, and then I guess because I've been to enough shows, I know what his guitar tech looks like. I know what his amp looks like, what his guitars look like. And all of a sudden oh, this yeah. like man starts crawling around on the stage and I like elbowed my friend. I was like, please turn on your recording machine. Thank you. She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, just, just start recording. Just do it. Yeah. Um, so she ended up getting a recording of that, which I can't track down, but if I do, I'll, I'll send it to you guys. That's um, probably the only recording of that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's nobody um, else taping in there. That's awesome. So that was, that was neat. I think that was the only time he sat in on anybody's sets, uh-huh. um, which I found interesting because most of the Robbie McIntosh brought a band. Um, somebody else in the band had their own band there. I think was Bob Reynolds on this boat. He might not have been until the next year. Like a lot of the support acts that you mentioned. Bob Reynolds was on this boat. Yes. Yes. So he had a set. <clears throat> so it was a good chance for his bandmates to get some exposure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Have some fun, play some of the like that. stuff. He's yeah. there for his bros. I like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because of that, I was expecting him to just like jump up on stage with different people, but I guess he just sort of, you would think so. Cause that's like, I mean, I get that's like an extra person to soundtrack for, but that's like for a singer songwriter, that's super easy to do. I don't have to sing. All right, cool. Yeah, I could just come and you just, <laughs> yeah, I just come play a little behind and it's pretty yeah. safe because like, I'm not going to be doing anything too crazy. Like, yeah 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 you don't even yeah. have to do a showy solo like yes yeah. if you're there that's it that's that's the highlight yeah. is that you're playing exactly um yeah. that's pretty I feel cool like he jumps in the most with david ryan harris mm-hmm. and they have like a great vibe and he'll just stand in the back kind of like what he does with dead and company now like he just sort of stands there plays yeah, plays his own business. And, yeah. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like with dave too with Chappelle. He yeah just stands there in the background and dave's plays. telling jokes <laughs> so okay so uh kobe calais super cool thing with john um uh, any more shows that night um did you go to 
I think just the, I think we hopped in, Bob might've had a set that night. Yeah. Um, but it was all sort of leading up to the second main stage show that night uh, to close out the boat. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that one I did not have tickets to. Um, but we later found out that a few of the passengers that were on board um, had just won a free cruise. So they weren't really, they, they were like the top selling uh, sales people in their organization or something. So and this is the cruise, cruise they gave them. <laughs> Apparently. That's so funny. Which if you were like this a very regular niche cruiser, cruise. Yeah. If you were a regular cruiser though, like the spa wasn't busy. Like nobody yeah. was going to the formal dining rooms. Everybody was just like hitting the buffet and, and going on. Like yeah. it, if that's how you cruise, like you would have had a great time and you might've run into a concert here and there. Right. Um, yeah. That's true. That's true. But because of that, there were folks that did not end up attending their main stage performance. Yeah. Um, so a couple friends and I were like, okay, this is probably happening. So we went up to the balcony and talked to the security guard and he's like, I have to let everybody in before the show that's ticketed. But yes. if you guys hang around until the show starts, if there are still seats, I'll let you in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting into the second show and just sitting up in the balcony and, and listening because uh, there were plenty of seats way up top, which up top is like you're still closer than any arena yeah. show. Yeah, um, absolutely. You never get to. Um, so that and was you get an a different thing. viewpoint, right? That's kind of it's kind of you know it's like already I already got the good seats before. Yeah. Now I get to kind of hang back and not have to. It's it's different, right? Like if you've seen them before, you already saw the first one. You can kind of be more relaxed. You don't have to like be as focused in. You can maybe talk with your friends a little bit more while it's happening like that. That would be pretty cool to me also. Yeah. Um, it was, it was super, <clears throat> super duper laid back and, yeah. and there was like no pressure to pay tons of attention to what was going on. Cause yeah. I was not yeah, yeah. taping. I was, I was not doing any photography or anything. So it was, it was a more relaxed uh, mm -hmm. thing. Um, so do you have this set list? I think so. Let me look here. Uh, Vultures, opening with Vultures. So yep. uh, setlist.fm says, Vultures, uh, I don't trust myself. Good love is on the way. No such thing. Clarity. Gravity. Ooh. Waiting on the world to change. Bigger than my body. Heart of life. Belief. And then Encore with Wheel. All right. Great Encore. Great so encore. missing something? got everything right up until the Encore. Yeah. The Encore, um, I don't need no doctor. I think... I think that that closed out the main stage set. Okay, so the belief, encore, I don't need no doctor. All right. Yeah. Um, the encore, the first thing that happened, Martin Sexton came on stage. Okay. And they did Can't Stop Thinking About You, which is his song. And John just sort of sat in on it. And it, it, cool, was, cool. it was a really cool moment. He's like, I've loved Martin for years. I was really excited and agreed to be on the boat. And he's like one of my idols and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the set closed out with Wheel. Yeah. Oh, that's such great. a great closer. Got a, got a lot of uh, heavier things love. Clarity, love bigger it. than my body, and Wheel. Yeah. That's great. That's that's, uh, that's more love than anybody ever, get, I mean, that we get now. So. Um, yeah. It's only awesome. Clarity and what, Daughters now? 
Is that it? That's all we hear from my favorite things? Yeah. If clarity. I mean, it's it's going to be daughters. like that. It's like every other night is a clarity. Well, at least in his last couple tours yeah. for everything tours it's like every two or three clarity. nights yeah like yeah like a third of the time he might throw in clarity it was kind of like he um, did with uh it would kind of be like with like most three by why georgia where it's like yeah. every other night every other and then he started second night. combining no such thing in why georgia which is a jerk melt a jerk <laughs> you deny us both songs just so give any, us one full <laughs> um any other highlights from that set i mean it just seems it seems pretty straightforward, which is great. I mean, yeah. fun to me. Clarity's a, a highlight. Yeah. Um, I feel like I think he did. Did he do vultures both nights? Yeah. I think we mentioned vultures already. Yeah. On the on the, night, the first set. Iteration of vultures was like super high energy. This whole like era of vultures because I think it's gone through many different yeah. arrangements mm-hmm. and things um but he he did less of the the theatrics of like the wait till tomorrow night one was out of this world and i feel like this one was a bit more subdued perhaps he was extremely tired um i could imagine yeah in the middle yeah. of the q a earlier in the day he's like i have been seasick so like it's a there's that whole <laughs> other part of being on a cruise yeah. ship yeah um, like, yeah that's another reason I would never go on one, probably. I don't know. I'm just saying. You get the little patches <laughs> behind your ear. You just wear them, but sometimes that's not enough for some yeah. people. So, I think he started um, out with patches, and then he had bands on. He was, I think, doing everything he could to not yeah. yak on stage. But yeah, well, so it's definitely uh, more subdued. That's cool. So that's the final night. Um, then the next day, is there anything else really? There's probably not a lot happening the next day. You're just getting ready to 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 get off. Yeah, um, I think. The the last night, everybody, he was like, I'll meet you in the disco. Um, <laughs> so I, at one point, it might have been Maircraft too, actually, but he ended up DJing some sets in the, in the quote, disco. But Well, I, oh. did, I, am, I am reading here that there was, at some point, it may have been that, that night, the, the final night, that he went to the nightclub. So I'm I'm looking at this blog. It's for anybody who wants to look at it, mayorcraftcarrier.blogspot.com. And it's just like a an aggregate of all these random people who put their random just put all their different perspectives, their stories, all that stuff in pictures. And it looks like he went into the nightclub. Like people said, Oh, he's coming tonight, and he came and he like grabbed a bottle of tequila and was like giving shots to everyone and dancing yeah. and like signing stuff and hanging out that night. Yeah. So, I- um I think that, that been happened. Pretty cool. I was probably in bed because, again, old lady. <laughs> yeah, no, but... I wouldn't have been there. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you that much. I probably wouldn't have been there. But, uh, yeah, so he did make, you know, the people who were wanting, oh, John Mayer be in the buffet line. No, he came to the club. Like, they got a little taste of that if they were there for that. So um, very, very cool. Um, awesome. Well, any other highlights? Uh, Kate, you want to you wanna mention that we missed or anything like that? I feel like we got through. Let's see. Yeah, I have a Colby Calais one story. It's a it's a from a you know her, from it's a secondhand story. Uh-huh. My friend Joe went on there, uh, and with with my buddy Colin, who's a, another singer songwriter musician. He's uh-huh. amazing. He's like the yeah. Anyway, he's ridiculous. Colin Hauser, go check him out. Seriously, it's amazing. Uh, anyway, um, so they um, they were in the casino and. My my friend Joe says something offhand like, 
Colby Kelly's song, I think her bubbly was the big one that she uh-huh. had at that time. Yeah. yeah. And it came on the radio and he was just like, Oh man, this song sucks. And uh, I don't think that he said that (laughs) and he hears, Oh, thanks. And she's like walking by and I'm like, Oh man, that is so cringe. That's so crazy. That can just happen on a cruise though. That's crazy. Um, Thanks a lot. Yeah. You're blacklisted. Appreciate it. Coming to my set. That's right. John Marison and on my set and you're not coming. And Um, my buddy Colin did meet John. I think it was during the club thing. Yeah. Um, And he did meet him and, uh, and he was just kind of doing that. He did that fanboy thing. He didn't really expect none of us that are guitarists and singer songwriters ourselves that are inspired by him really expect to turn into a fanboy when we meet him. We expect to have right. inter- intellectual exchanges with him. Yeah. But you fanboy immediately when you see you somebody can't. like that. You can't. Like, it's just so I would say, dude, out, John, yeah. I want to I want to play with you. <laughs> and John just goes, everybody does. Yeah. Yeah, everybody does. Who doesn't? Like, Jeez, get in line. Like, remember when he wrote. Your body is Wonderland. Do you remember that? Yeah, you turn yeah. into Chris Farley, basically. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, you remember when? Remember when you when you played Gravity? Do you remember that? That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> that's what I would be like. I don't know. Yeah, I same. mean, yeah. Anyway, oh geez. And well, it's thank not you an so much. Setting, so you don't have to yeah. ask him yeah, a yeah. super inspiring question or whatever. But well, Kate, thank you so much for being with us today. I know our listeners are probably excited to hear this. I know I was. Um, yeah. And uh, we appreciate your time. And uh, thanks for listening again. And uh, uh, we will talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, thanks everyone. Guys. Y'all have a great uh, holiday time. And we'll be back next year with more more episodes.